Welcome to a flow of words on Scarif Bay Community Radio with Manchanan Arts. Remembering Charlie, a good friend who visited Tommy and myself at our small farm in Carlo, pointed me in the direction of Charlie Robinson in 1992. She had met Charlie and his brothers Tom, Joe, and Michael during her time in Milltown County Cavan on an artist's retreat. She told me Charlie might be interested in getting involved in the search for native Irish apple trees, as he was a long-standing beekeeper, gardener, and local historian. Having made my way from St. Mullins in Carlow to Milltown in County Cavan without any idea what this long journey would bring, I came upon an overgrown path beside a small cottage that was next to a large workshop. My breath was taken away by a beautiful climbing rose, full of huge fragrant blossoms naturally entwining in an old overgrown apple tree. Charlie came out to meet me in his working overalls sprinkled with sawdust and saw me just staring at the tree and the rose entwined. He explained that in its day that rose had grown and covered one whole side of a neighbor's cottage and was of such beauty that local people would drive by on a weekend to admire the abundance of blossom. Without warning, the rose was cut down one day as a pine marten had peeked into an upstairs bedroom window, and Charlie knew it must be saved. I don't think Irish Seed Savers has yet to identify its variety, as the combination of an heirloom climbing rose, vigorous with large abundant roses that are full of delicate scent, is a rare combination. It's known today as Charlie's Rose, named for the man who preserved it. Entering the workshop where Charlie and his brothers were busy at work, I noticed a large wood-carved sign above the entrance. It's what you learn after you know it all that counts. Charlie and his brothers certainly knew an awful lot about an awful lot of things. They were self-taught men whose curiosity and enjoyment in learning never stopped. Each contributed their skills to the production of handmade French provincial furniture, from plank to drawing room. Fortunately, the RTE documentary Hand has preserved some of their work, and it's easily accessible now to watch on the Drum Lane community website, www.drumlane.ie. It's well worth taking the time to watch them at their work, slow, exacting craftsmen with humble respect for the work and those that taught them. As well as marquetry and furniture making, they were beekeepers. Charlie was the head of the Cavan Beekeepers Association for many years, inventors of tools. In his later years, Tom Joe suffered from rheumatoid arthritis, and one day he showed me the, the specific inserts he had made for his shoes, an intricate fine wooden rolling blind to support the movement of his painful toes. They were local historians, clock repair experts. Michael had memorized the works of every grandmother and grandfather clock that had been sold in Ireland in the last several hundred years. He explained to me that in their day, those clocks were as sophisticated as computers are to us. It was the practice in times past that the person called to repair the clocks would leave a record and a date and sign their work inside the clock. Michael explained to me that he noticed that oftentimes the times they were worked on coincided with times of difficulty in the country, providing welcome work and food to the clock repair person. 
The brothers were also antique furniture repair experts, and their shed was full of work. The gentle sign by the gate, no repairs please, was often ignored, and with a sigh another job went into the shed. While they never travelled far from Milltown, the brothers travelled the world in other ways. Dinner would cover a huge range of topics, from science, astronomy, gardening, history, philosophy, but never politics. One day while I was visiting, our chat stopped so that we could observe a group of elephants on the savannah as their dog Trixie, who loved nature programs, sat glued to the telly, eating bits of porridge scattered on the floor beside her like popcorn at the cinema. The television, a big clunky one, was set amongst the clocks in the sitting room, 20 or more, all set at different times ticking their own hypnotic rhythm amidst the clutter of newspapers dropped off by neighbors and stacked beneath the armchairs in the tiny sitting, eating, reading room to be read and shared if there was anything of worth in them. Never have I been in a home richer in knowledge and kindness and a hard-won wisdom and patience for the folly we humans create for ourselves. I was fortunate to spend over a decade of autumns wandering through Cavan with Charlie as he found, identified, and helped collect specimens of Cavan apple varieties to be propagated and conserved at Irish seed savers. He was instrumental in the conservation of locally named apple varieties, Cavan cabbage, Cavan rose, Cavan strawberry, and Cavan sugarcane. He wore the same tweed jacket on each of our journeys and the chocolates he had in his pockets were always the same, and nothing ever tasted sweeter. He traveled to Seed Saver several times, meeting kindred spirits and inspiring all he met. In 1996, Charlie attended the inauguration of the Native Irish Apple Collection in the Aris by President Mary Robinson, and while many of us were a bit awed by the occasion, Charlie quietly strolled around, appreciating the antiques, taking me aside to point out a beautiful Chippendale table. As the years have passed, it has taken each of the Robinson brothers with them, Charlie the last to leave us over a decade ago. I was able to visit their grave a few years ago and was surprised, but shouldn't have been, to see this engraved at the side of their grave. It's what you learn after you know it all that counts. Bankers swarm like locusts, they are turning away our yield. Come into the garden. A reedy patch behind the house elected, I turn and rake the clay for my COVID hospital. Pandemic restrictions force me to be an institutionalized gardener. A hedge and paling fence encloses the ground. Gravel-lined corridors separate the rooms. Medicinal herbs are first to root in the soil. The other beds fill steadily with vegetables. A row of runner beans shelters the spots. Then I recruit the nurses and carers 
a quick operation. Skirted fuchsias and big-bosomed begonias to induce comfort. Brightly coloured busy lysis dish out resilience and hope. The contagious smiles of marigolds spread happiness. There is lots of work watering, feeding, weeding, treating pests and diseases. But the rewards are delightful and very tasty. I attend my Corona garden every day, where I am well looked after in every way. October. Today there is silence. I sit at the kitchen table, fingering the medal she won last week. I am still now, all the crying shaken out of me, shrunk to half my size, my mind bruised to numb with loss. I hear distinctly, earth strike sharp on wood, try to measure the weight and where it might land, forgetting it falling like sand through my hands, staining my fingers when bulbs were planted, waiting for spring. Drop by Catherine O'Halloran I like the drop in the year when trees put on their petticoats and dance around, loose-limbed, and swirl their coloured clothes until the buttons fall off and they show their branchy tendrils defiantly showing they can withstand all nature can throw at them. And when the soft rain turns harder and points at them in directions that would take a loose cap off a wall, or the frost scales up on them like a judo master stunning his opponent, the trees too play dead and wait as they know it's time for sleep and rest and that the core holds its heat and focuses not on the outside but nourishment from inside to prepare for the next season and the next dance. Transhumance is the seasonal movement of livestock between mountains and lowland. One year, I spent the month of October on the small Hebridean island of Colonsey in a small drafty cottage with the intention of writing. In a way, I followed that ancient pattern of movement from summer to winter pastures. Transhumans. Late October, my last full day on the island, I walk the hill 
and add a stone to the cairn that commemorates someone who died loving this place. Wild weather for the seasons turning. Sure you'd not hang out your washing on Collinsy today, or it would end up like the witch's knickers caught on the winds of Jura. I brush hair out of my eyes and peer down over the long white stretch of Caloran Bay to where the Kaliach reaches her black head out into the water. There are remnants of poems still written on the sand, snatches of song on waves and wind. A single shop, a boat, Tuesdays and Thursdays, fresh fish from Oban once a week, and a micro-brewery. Old newspapers to light the fire, sticks and coal, and smoke that blows down the chimney. Tomorrow is Halloween, and the island will shut down for the season. The hotel whose Wi-Fi I use in exchange for soup and coffee closed two days ago. The boat will drift to its winter schedule. An old red tractor, young man with a sandy beard and a wee girl with pigtails, head up the way I've been to drive their cattle down to their winter grazing. There's a storm forecast, they say, and tomorrow you're off for the mainland, is that right? At night, wind whips through the gaps between roof and wall. Rain pelts the skylight, acrid smoke fills the room. I dream the deep peace of earth, of shining stars, of resting in the dark a while longer to return with journals filled with mysteries. Next morning, the sea is wild and they tell me, Oh, you could be here till Tuesday. Red berries on rowan. Frosted moss at Tobernacaliach. Tonight is Halloween, and I am the last stranger left on this summer isle at the old new year. But the tide turns, the boat docks, and I drive aboard, leaving behind the Kaliach's island where winter begins tomorrow and everything, everyone, will change. This time of year we know, know in our bones, we all must come down to the lower ground, each test our courage to face our personal dark. But what we see there in the Kaliach's black mirror, will be what we make of it, what 
we choose. Sometimes when my heart's aching, but mostly I just stroll along the path that he is taking. You have been listening to Anita Hayes remembering Charlie, Wilfred Dull coming to the garden, Patricia Ann Moore October, Catherine O'Holloran drop, and Ruth Marshall, transhumans. The music you have heard was Morrow O'Connell Trouble in the Fields, Yordanus As the Leaves Fall, and the incredible string band October Song. Thank you for listening to a flow of words. Mm-hmm.